catastrophe. I-T-W-I-T, H-T-A-N-N-Y, and J-E-N-N-Y. Doing it with Danny Jenny. Boy, is it ever. Oh, my God. I mean, it's revolutionary what's happening. It's revolutionary. It's 2019, season two. Season two. Season two of doing it. S2E1. Damn. Damn. Blow Look, on. I'm distracted by this clear choice commercial. I want to <laughs> ask our guest if this is a real thing as he is in, in the medical he's, profession. He's not a dentist. No, I know, but they... You know, they, they the dental implant centers. What are we talking but, about? Okay, but here's the thing. <laughs> is this what I came here to talk about? No, listen to me. I have had a lot of... I'm already bossing you around, and I haven't even introduced you. But I had a, a what I think in the medical profession is called a shit ton of work done on my teeth oh, yeah. over the last year. Like crazy mm. amounts. And I look at this. One day, they could just pull out all your teeth... And give you new teeth? Is that a, no? Is that sounds great? It does sound great, but, but it's that's not, not as how great it as, works. No, it's not as great as it sounds. I'm sure you had something more appropriate and more appealing. Really? Because yeah. one day you come out with well, that. But how about one day? There's some technology where we can do all kinds of crazy stuff like that. No, I've been waiting yeah. for that for baldness. It just hasn't happened. It's like they keep saying, and I, you know, I'm going to take those pills, and then my. Wiener won't work. I mean, none of this is. You could do no, that. You could do the Propecia. Yeah, yeah, you could do that, and I don't know. Didn't didn't work. Anyway, we're not doing a very good job. I, I've hogged the mic. Um, do you want it while you're talking? Introduce our guest. I will. Go for it. One time, I didn't remember how to pronounce our guest's name. Two, Mine. Two, two times we've had guests on, and Danny will go. You know what, Jenny? I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce. <laughs> and then she called me out on to, it. He doesn't know how to pronounce her last name. Oh and God. I was just like, I was, I wasn't I knew sure. Exactly what you're doing. I know she knows you. me too well. <laughs> but it, but I would be. I know how to pronounce this guy's name. We'll that, is see. Sort of, that is sort of announcer 101. You got to right. make sure somebody like phonetically. Yes. Yeah. Gives you the la- la- the names. Yeah. Okay, so I'll, please I'll welcome right. Dr. Dwayne Pansky. <laughs> Obviously, it's Dr. Drew, and the audience is going wild. Right now, this is where we put in cheers, sound effects. It's our real morning zoo moment. Oh, really? Nice. Cops are coming off. Um, yes. Sure, me, Dr. Drew. Thank you so much for being here. I think it's a privilege. I, well, you did lose a bet. But, uh, lost a bet? <laughs> that's the only reason you could be here. No, no. Well, and, I, and Jenny and I kept on it. We, we, yeah, we, we well, kept well, after it. You have to... Oh, you owe him an apology. I already gave him a fine bottle of he liquor. He did. Oh, you did? Yes, yeah, I didn't he tell did. You. Oban Scotch. Yeah. Well, it was all yeah. your fault. So. And I, I think that's from the Highlands, is it not? It is. I, it's from the Scottish I, Highlands. And I was in that region. I think I saw the Oban factory. Oh, I, I, I know people who've gone there. It's supposed I, to be I a, didn't go in. Oh, I it's supposed to be an amazing yeah. tour. Crazy. And I was not sort of in... I didn't... Scotch has become a, to me later. Let's say, yeah, like, yes, yeah, yeah, I got it. Me too. Then, now nobody starts be all off about with it. scotch, do they? No, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, no one's. No, everybody starts off with peppermint schnapps, <laughs> right? Right, and you know, <laughs> wine coolers and zima and shit like that. Yeah, um, yeah. It is a pleasure to have you on Thank the you. show. My privilege. I have since I was five. I've been listening to you. No, of course. Um, I have. No, one of my earliest memories of being in LA was coming to Los Angeles in the very late eighties. 
And oh my, yeah, very late eighties. Wow. Yeah, and I believe I would hear you on the air at that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, eighty three. I started. Yeah. Oh, wow. you started in eighty three. Yeah, I was five. Don't do that. Oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, 40. she really was. It's I'm really 40 annoying. now, so it's all about You're rough. freaking us out. Yeah, you're 40. bumming me out. I'm old. Don't worry. I'm 40 I'm, now. You you're 40. Fun. But 40 doesn't... 40... I, it, there's some, Like, crossing 50 was the one. Did, did you... Do you get freaked out by it at your age? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Even... I like, mean, 50 I noticed. 60 I really noticed. Oh, are you 60? I'm 60, yeah. Holy wow. shit, are you handsome. God you bless you. God bless beautiful. you. I'm preserved. I've been, I cut off my head and put it in the ice for a while. Well, long. it looks fantastic. I've looked this age since 30. I'm 54. And uh, we'll get into my reasoning for that because you will happen to be an expert in that field of, of how I age. I've never cared about like getting older. I know like some chicks will freak out. Like, yeah, hey, it's never I know. bothered me. I'm I, like, it, as long as I'm, you're having birthdays, you're you know, still doing funny. good. <laughs> I was yeah. in therapy when I crossed my 40th birthday. My therapist said, does that bother you? And I go, oh, not really. And she's like, whoa, whoa. Like yeah. shaking around like, whoa. I yeah, I can't I, give a shit. I always thought it was funny that my I, my mom is 77. I don't care about, t- but she's like, don't tell anyone my age. I go, Everyone can at least within five years ballpark it. Yeah, like, who yeah. the fuck do you think you're fooling? Yeah, like, yeah. no one's going. Oh my god, are you thirty? Well, yeah. Holy <laughs> shit! Like, oh wow! It's like, just yeah. just own up to it. You're 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 seventy seven. You're doing good. Yeah, like, yeah. My mom's eighty one, and I am not afraid to say this. Still fuckable. Oh um, yeah, completely. Ho right. ho! Oh. You met my mom. You know I met oh, her. Yeah, you wanted to get all over oh, that shit. She oh. didn't want my Judy. She in her. did not. Sorry, she it's that like kind of Jude. show. She's one of those two. Yeah. <laughs> well that my mom is like i was you know like i don't know if she would date or not my dad passed away like seven years ago but i always ask her and she's like well who am i meant to meet like she never who? did your mom do that is she no at this point it's like but did she ever no 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 oh our dads are dead so we always talk oh about well, of course. yeah yeah of yeah course. yeah Despair is your dad alive no my parents are both gone Welcome Whoa. to the fucking podcast. You, you yeah. won. We usually, I win. We usually get people that are like, "Ugh, my dad's so annoying." Oh, really? And then, oh, we, yeah. and then we do all things. <laughs> we'll go. Oh. Thank, oh, by the way, thanks for rubbing it in. Both of our dads died of prostate oh. cancer. Yeah. Oh, and, um, I have prostate cancer too. Yeah, I know. you did. We're getting all. We're getting yeah, yeah. all the highlights here. Oh wow, yeah. good times. I mean, oh, that's I why it's in my family. I get checked constantly because <laughs> yeah. like, I can know like it's in my family. I have to. No, those Ashkenazi Jew jeans—they suck. They suck for cancer, anyway. Yeah. It's no, it's we're just—it's amazing as a people we've survived uh-huh, it all. Uh-huh. It is crazy, and how disappointing is twenty-three and me to a Jew? Did you do it? I did. And weren't you like, this sucks? <laughs> what were you? What was your percentage Ashkenazi Jew? It's only fifty percent. But it, but it's oh, like that's it, but that it's still, it's that whole half that, is just it's that that explains <laughs> your Nazi uh, good looks because um, you look precisely like someone who would lead my relatives into the ovens. Um, my um, dark hair. Oh, it's white now. Yeah, it's yeah. white. I can't yeah, tell. Yeah. And I would be Hitler's wet dream waving. Like, I think you're the little girl in the dress going like that. Yeah. Or your little girl as the train goes by doing the hand cut sign. Um, well, that who was your. Because I want to get into your origin story. Okay. Seem to, would you say people are interested in the origin no, story? story? Well, first, what do you like most about Danny and I? Um, we like to. <laughs> you're funny. Oh, that's and good. And you're pretty. And oh you're, my god. We always talk friendly, about ourselves. <laughs> and I like hanging out with you guys. We, like we, we just wanted to get you to come over here to talk about us. Yeah. <laughs> also, we're doing a little intervention on Guy, but that he doesn't oh. know this yet. We'll do that afterwards. We'll do that afterwards. That's no you weren't fun. supposed to say anything. It was a surprise. I, I know. I do those balloons. all the time. Yeah. So, who was the host you were with at K Rock? Back then? Well, I was with K Rock forever. I, mean, I was with K Rock for 35 years. With who? 
I was at K Rock for thirty. Yeah, I years. know. And who was the host? Like in, I want to say eighty eight, eighty nine. That was. It was like one of the poor man. I the think. poor man, right? Yeah. And then it was Ricky Ragman, and then it was Adam Carolla. Yeah, the, yeah, I've heard of him. Yeah, that's amazing. Are you and Adam Carolla still buds? We still do a podcast every day. Adam and Dr. Drew After show. you already work? Yeah. Uh, we do, and we bank them. You know yeah. what I mean? But yes, we do. We have one That's every awesome. day. I recently did his podcast uh. for, to promote my book. He started it, my Twitter or Trump. It's still available <laughs> on Amazon. If you buy one, you get the second one at exactly the same price. Oh, wow. Yeah, Whoa. so it's a kind of a deal. A deal. Holy Act, shit. Jump on it. But I did his podcast. Valentine's, I can't Valentine's believe Day's that setup. The, the Empire. What Pearl a Empire. setup. All yeah, those... Wait, do you, you would die to know how much he makes doing that stuff. Too. I can imagine. Yeah. I mean, I know a little bit. but yeah, it's uh, crazy. But he built all that himself. It's, I mean, yeah. that's a real man. Yeah. I yeah. am not a real man. No, I'm no, it, like I said, those jeans no, not, did not involve holding no, a hammer. No, no. I'm super litigious. <laughs> oh, so yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if anybody needs money lending, oh, yeah. guy, we have the, we have the usury, usury gene. Yeah, l- usury l- gene. Lawyer gene. It's all in there. I don't think Jesus is coming back, but if he is, I'm fucking killing him. I mean, because that is what I do. I mean, yeah. I feel it in my blood. And I know you. It's like a knee-jerk reaction. Even before the podcast, Dr. Drew was, how excited <laughs> would you be to kill Jesus? Yeah, and I yeah. was like, Dr. Drew, you're on. T-. No, he never said that. Yeah. But it doesn't stop you from asking people that. It doesn't. Yeah. What so. Do you do if I kill Jesus? How does. What, what. You are a doctor. Yeah. A doctor of what, if I may ask? I'm an internist by training. So here's what happened to me. So I was uh, training in internal medicine, mm-hmm. and I was into it, deeply into it. A lot of AIDS back then. Oh, yeah. I was treating a lot of AIDS patients. That's what got me on the radio. I, I just, I these guys asked me to be on, middle of the night. I was like, what, huh, what? Okay, uh-huh. I'll try it. And, oh, my God, I realized that when, when I, as soon as I went on the air, that kids were coming for information, mm-hmm. and... They had heard it. Well, it was just beginning to be called AIDS. It was, yeah. it was called GRIDS before that. Wow. Gay related to testicle disease syndrome. It didn't have a causative agent. The term safe sex hadn't been coined yet. Wow. Nothing. And I was like, holy shit, somebody's got to talk about this. So that's what kind of motivated me to kind of keep coming back. I thought I was doing community service. It was just fun and interesting. And, and I was talking about AIDS and condoms and AIDS and condoms. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually benefited from AIDS. I did, I guess, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's not about somebody that. Did. But, that ex- but that explains the thank God for AIDS t shirt he's wearing. Yeah. And um, on the back of it, it's like <laughs> AIDS Unite. Yeah, it's, it's kind of fucked up. But, no, that's, you know. that's wild. Yeah. And so, it was just like, how did, but how did that happen? Like, how did they, how did you be, get, become accident, the one who was called? Complete accident. I, I was, uh, I was a medical student. I was living in Pasadena. The radio station was like less than a block away from my, where I lived. And the radio station became popular overnight. Like, I became aware of it, like, instantly. Like, like the whole Los Angeles, it was, it was all KLOS, KMAT, until all of a sudden, oh. one day, boom, K-Rock. And uh, so I was aware of it, and we were kind of aware the station was over there. And friends of mine started socializing with people at the station. Wow. And then they called me, and they said, you know, they have this late-night show. They've been told they have to make it community service because they were just goofing off, essentially. And somebody said, hey, Pinsky's in medical school. Maybe he can come in and, you know, we'll get community service out of this, right? Let him come in. Yeah. And, were you at uh, medical school? I was at medical at SC. I was at medical school at oh, SC. Okay. Wow, and uh, and they wanted me to do a segment called "Ask a Surgeon." They call me. They go, "It'll be really funny. You'll be use big words. It'll be great. It'll be so funny." I'm like, "What the fuck? Like, why? I'm a medical student. I mean, what are you having me do? What is yeah. this?" Anyway, I went in. I heard the questions, and I was like, "Oh my god, I got to keep coming back. This they they don't understand anything." 
and I was 24 years old, and I knew what. And by the way, you put yourself back in 1983. The, the culture yeah. was not in any way understanding what adolescents were up to at that point. Completely. Yeah. It, and, you know, condoms were behind the counter with the hypertensive meds. Yeah. You have to ask the pharmacist to bring them out. And it was... that, that's what frustrated me the most when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I was like, I remember I was starting doing stand up and it was like 19. 19- 82 I guess and I was going into New York I was still I was still in high school and I was going I got, went to college at the end of in the you know summer summer fall of 82 but it was like oh cool I'm just now getting sex yeah. and then people are starting to talk like I remember being in line for to audition at Catch Rising Star and some of the older comics were talking about this thing and they they, they called it gay cancer oh, yeah. at that point yeah. and it was like what is and they don't know what it is right. and people are dying and I, I, I remember it, oh, it was dark it was horrible I mean yeah. it was a, such a sad episode I was but, just uh, like over my fear of herpes and then that happened well that's what I that's one of my early mantras was like you guys are worried about that forget it there is something yeah, for real was, coming right. like that is a, a rash there is something yeah. coming well, what, what, at what point were condoms not behind the Counter. I mean, when did they come out to the, the yeah, sort of being over be, the counter? Yeah, that that was because of AIDS. That was probably. I remember New England Journal published an article about safe sex and what it was. It was right after that article, probably eighty seven, oh, something wow. like that, eighty six. Yeah, wow. and, and um, so what did y'all just pray? <laughs> well, you know, you'd have no, you have to go, but line no, up. and every kid and and every kid had the same thing when you'd go to buy. It'd be like you'd go to the you'd go the, you'd be at the counter and you'd be like, yeah, I'd love this nasal decongestant, yeah. and I need this oh, egg I whisk. Have, I have one better. Oh, what? and Corolla gave me shit about this for years because my dad was a physician and I lived in this area and mm-hmm. I you know I didn't want to be seen by anybody. Or I yeah, would, I would go to Chinatown. In uh, downtown Los Angeles, I went, well, <laughs> and there was a pharmacy in Chinatown. I found, and see, then it would take me two hours to get my nerve up to even to go in there and ask. Were the they pharmacist. Chinese condoms? No, they were regular. I went into Manhattan. <laughs> I, I lived like about twenty miles outside of Manhattan, and I, my friend Bob and I would, we would just, we would, you know, take the bus or the train into the city, and there was a pharmacy right off Times Square. And this is when Times Square was terrifying. Yes. So we would perfect w- place. It was perfect. So we'd see a peep show because there were boobies, and that was enticing. And we bought condoms way too early. Like we both like we're fifteen. It's like, hey guys, we're fifteen. This is gonna we're gonna need. We this. might use them someday. Yeah. That, that that condom, I actually fossilized. Um, <laughs> that condom is in the fossil like record. It shattered when he tried to use it. <laughs> <laughs> that's just nickels. from that's just from my size. I can ask you this question: Why yeah. are all condoms so loose fitting? Do you notice that? It's like, like with the technology we have, and you're a doctor in this, why don't they make them that fit? They're just all so baggy. Or put a drawstring on them. It's like, I don't know why people aren't talking about this more. Really... Like, why aren't they like balloons, you know? Yeah. yeah it's no, it's like, not fair for you. It's like I'm like in it's there. It's weird, like, isn't it? No, I feel like the <laughs> clapper in the Liberty Bell. It's like just, they're just flopping around in there. Well, at what so, point could you go to a gas station and get them? No, you couldn't. No. no. A, a pharmacist had to hand them. Yeah, but at what point could you? Like, a- 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 that was, that was way like way back. 90s, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, what was what was the question you asked? No, so the how I guess how you how you so, backed into this? And this yeah. is, you're talking so so it was one night a week. It was the middle of the night. Yeah, we're talking one night a week, and that's when K Rock started. Well, K Rock became famous in like eighty two. Because we heard about it back east. Yeah, yeah, it became the, the yeah, but it started in the late seventies. It became famous about eighty two. I dragged in there about eighty three. I mean, it was you could walk it off the street and become a radio broadcaster. It's it was amazing. crazy. What an and I just kept time. coming back, and I was doing. It. I thought it was interesting. It was I meet interesting people. It was fun. But I was on call. I wouldn't go, and I did it for free for ten years. And then, um, 
I, our program director decided to put it on five nights a week, and that's when I was like, "Oh shit!" The same week, my wife got pregnant with triplets, and she with was like, triplets? "And she was like, no more." Community. Damn those condoms being behind the counter. That's right. <laughs> she was like, "No more community service. You go in there, you get paid for this." And that was really where. where yeah, it no shit. Doing. Wow, triplets. that is yeah. amazing. And and when did you burns your little having twins? Doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It does. You got triplets. You just get you. you no triplets. Yeah, it's like, it. like in the way that twins are logarithmically more than mm-hmm. a single. I, I, triplets are logarithmic. It's another logarithm. order of magnitude. Yeah, yeah. And, and and but multiple parents of any stripe get it. You know yes. what I mean? We're, yeah, we're, we do. we're bonded by we that. We do. And you yeah. probably have the same thing I have. And you, you're, I'm sure your wife must have. Because if I have it, you must have had this in spades. When you're friends with one baby, we're talking about how overwhelmed they were. And you were and like, oh my god, it's so yeah. He's up in the middle of the night. Oh really? Is he up in the middle of the night? Oh, yeah. And then you get him to bed, and the other one wakes up. Oh no, we would we would laugh at what we call our singlet friends. Yes, like it was. <laughs> I know you have a hard time. <laughs> I know. Actually, this is why I was my very best friend in the world was Octomom. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I got to know her. I got to know her a bit. I bet you did. Well, because she, she seems great. No, um, go I on. did. I I sort of brought her in and interviewed her a few times on HLN and we mm-hmm. tried to do some stuff for her on a daytime show I was doing. We tried to wow. fund in-home services for her. And she's got mess. great attention. So. Oh my God, what a mess. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. No, it was, she it's seemed... Like, it's just, like a clown car. Just shove a bunch of them in there. Let's oh my that. God. I mean, how old are those kids now and whatever They happened. must be 14, 15. That doctor yeah. should be in prison for yes. doing that. Yeah. Like, you don't do that. No, you don't do that. And how many kids does she already have? She had two. And one and one severely autistic. Severely. Oh, wow. I, mean, no. I mean, the kid was like so she had a really special bad. needs kid. So and then thought. Special needs kid what? that needs all around the clock uh, care. Yes. Oh, shit. And broke. And, yes. And by the way, there was no father that was no. right there with her going, we got this together, baby. No. She was, was like, nobody. just shove a bunch of them in there and let's see what, what happens. <laughs> What the I hell? I wish people wrong? could see the hand signal. Yeah, yeah. my twirly whirly <laughs> finger. Yeah. I, I, she's twirling her finger, which makes me un- think that she doesn't understand how reproduction works. But, but no, well, she was all up in there. Oh, all up in there. All up in that shit. That makes me think you know. Oh, I thought you thought like that. that sperm, like you that ejaculated like in a in a little bit of a, a vortex. Oh, I see. I the get cool it. ones do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, but triplets though, boys, girls, two boys and a girl. Okay. Yeah. Do they look? Are they matching? No. No. These are individuals. Uh, you have individuals. As well. I do. I do. One of my uh, twins is beautiful. Mm. Identify one of them. The other one. What do we make? We a master race. We get, <laughs> we get my sons. Well, no, because the other one is just like. But identical neat. twins freak me out when they there's two. It's yeah. that freaks it's me weird, out. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah, especially when they become adults and they're still doing that matching shit yes. with each other. It's like we're still going to wear the same shit. I think it, I think it freaks us out because it's a reminder that we probably have no free will. That it's pro- yeah. And I felt this with kids anyway. Like, you know when you have multiple kids, it's yeah. really weird. My kids came out who they were. Yes. In fact, we had an ultrasound. So one of my daughters is like very kind of chill and passive and cerebral and, and mellow. And the other one is just like on fire. She's my athlete and and, and gymnastics. I'm, I'm and all serious. That. We need a super race. How old are they? They're 20. Oh, come on now. Well, let's go. Kids are 25. Oh, well, let's go. Let's, let's well, one this. of mine's gay. So that's oh, also how different off. they are. She's, so off. She, she, she's off. But the other one, oh, yeah. What my daughter? I got, I got my stepkids, Derek. Cat, 26, 23. Oh, my God. They can come play. Let's, yeah, they will say. Well, I, I mean... check their genes. Um, <laughs> so this is the... so. How do you make, because I know, like, obviously, Loveline, and it was all sexual questions. By the way, I learned stuff on Loveline. 
but I disturbing stuff that I learned. <laughs> I'll never forget this ever. I had never heard the term finger blast oh. until a 14-year-old girl called in yeah. and said, so my boyfriend's been finger blasting me. I know. And Very uncomfortable I, to hear that. Yeah, it was awkward. And I yeah. didn't have daughters at the time, and I was, you know, oh. uncomfortable. But I it, remember one time when my stepkids, my stepson went to, <laughs> I'm divorced, but I still have, I have a relationship yeah. with my stepkids. And I'm looking at him, and he just would not get off his phone. Like, yeah. I mean, he's just buried in it. Buried, and I walked back. I was like, dude, you got to stop finger banging your phone, mm-hmm. man. You know, just knock it off. And I I didn't realize, like, oh, yeah, you don't say that. <laughs> You're not supposed to say, say that. Finger banging. Finger banging your phone. Oh. And he was like, <laughs> he I, thought it was hilarious. I, but I'm like, oh, I yeah. I have a story you guys will like. Oh, good. It pertains to finger banging. Finger banging. South Park has a band. Finger bang. Finger banger. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God. That was so funny. Well, it's like, um, girl. <laughs> yeah. And they had a band called Finger Bang. And uh, I maybe uh, show my weakness as a parent. I allowed my kids to watch South Park at about young adolescent age. Yes. Me, and so. we were on our way to, and I'd watch it with them, to be fair, because yeah. I yeah. loved it. Because it's hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious. And, uh, and by the way, they've been so clairvoyant in predicting the history and seeing this past things. Season? As they really are, oh. the first episode of this past season. Yeah, no, oh. they are. They always are. So I'm driving the kids to school. It's like late in sixth grade, maybe almost seventh grade. And um, in the back is my daughter going finger bang, finger bang, finger bang, singing the finger banger song. And uh, my son's like, shut up, stop it. I go, uh, honey, do you, do you know what that means? It's a band at South Park. And I go, oh, no, it means something else. Do you want to know what? And I proceed to tell her. And she goes, she screams at the top of her lungs. Oh, my God. I, she just changed all of her screen names and everything to finger banger. <laughs> oh, no. And my my sons, I thought my son was going to have an answer. This is the best <laughs> story. She, but, finger bang 69 it, because we it, lived on 69th Street, so that seemed it cool. Was the be- yeah, my yeah. Oh. son, I thought I was going to resuscitate him. He was laughing so hard. It was, the be- to this day, the best day of his life. Oh, I'm and we sure had to this- turn around, go home, get back on the computers, oh. take it all off. This must come up every Thanksgiving in some way. <laughs> that is absolutely hilarious. It's, oh, my God. I, I, wish, I wish he kept it. <laughs> that would have been awesome. You should have kept that shit. This is Aunt Jenny. Yeah. I want you to meet her. Yeah, this is cool. I had a friend that her son was born on uh, April 20th, so he kept putting his name, you know, 420. Oh. And they had to like, explain oh, gosh, to him funny. that, yeah, stop being your name with 420, but uh-huh. I've never heard that somebody's finger bang <laughs> at 11 years old. Was you like 11? 12, yeah. Yeah, six, that, that's, is, that's, that is insane. So how did you make the transition into, you know, I notice when somebody ODs, mm. you know, you're somebody who gets called to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, that, that was because, that is to this day because of celebrity rehab. That was, really? You, yeah. were, you were not in? I was a bit before that because, because I don't know why. I don't know how people sort of, oh, eh, no, I don't know. Had I written one of these books? Had I written that celebrity narcissism book? No, that was later, I think. I, I don't. For some reason, I, I just. I guess I probably did a good job of sort of really understanding what was going on. I, at that point, we had, were treating a lot of celebrities, I and mean, I treated a lot of people that 
No yeah. one knows I treated because we were this quiet, sleepy little hospital out in Pasadena. Yeah. And it was really Bob Forrest, the guy with the hat and the glasses. Sure. Yeah. They came in the office one day and goes, we, I'm so sick of, we treat these people. And the press makes it seem like they're on a spa vacation or they're on some publicity. Yeah. These people are sick. They're working hard. Yeah. And we should do a TV show where we show this. And I was like, well, Bob, if you think so, I, let's I'll look. You know, somebody had come to me at that before that and talked about that. And I was wow. like, oh, I'll, I guess we'll, I'll go forward if you really think. And so we did, and after that, I noticed. Then that's when I'm always the guy commenting every time somebody. Oh, so that's where that came from. Yeah. What year did celebrity rehab start? I'm gonna say oh eight, oh seven. And when did it? About 2011. Give or take. I feel yeah. like it was. I don't know why I feel like it was on for a lot longer. We we would do two a year or so. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. But yeah. there would be the like there were people that were repeat. You know, uh, a couple of them repeated. Pa- yeah. Were there some that you? Because I watch, I would watch that show, and like I remember, like uh, it was Jeff Conley. Oh yeah, was the one that was like, Conley. "Man, you are fighting a battle that I, know. I don't and, think and you're good." You know, like no, I know, and and now I hope I I trust I I believe that people now understand what that was. That yeah. was physician caused opiate addiction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I he literally I don't know if you remember on the show he right. once we got him off the opiates he tap danced he had no back pain yeah, yeah. he did not have back pain off the opiates right. goes back to his doctor they go why'd you come off this stuff are you listening to me I told you to stay on this oh, tell that to a drug addict oh yeah bring it yeah, oh yeah sure. and he got so bad he was living in a nursing home so they could give him as much as he needed safely and he ended up doing what he ended up being a death that you now hear about every day. Yeah. That was the, the benzo opiate combination the doctors give he people. He OD'd. On. Yeah. Not, didn't OD. He took what was prescribed and stopped breathing. That's yeah. happened. That's what happens now. Yeah. Oh, so it, that wasn't considered. No, what was, pre- no. What was they, prescribed? No, they, they, they maybe a little more. What you know, would the, the medical examiner say his death was? So, you know, they well, his case, he got all kinds of other complications after he was found down, but. They would say opiate overdose, yeah. So it, yeah. It, technically, it wasn't. Oh, they say opiate excess. They would call it that, or you know, they because really it's Semantics. the addition of the benzodiazepine yeah. that makes them stop breathing. Right. You know, like, yeah. like look at look at Prince. I mean, he's taking fentanyl, fentanyl. Yeah. He's fine until he has the Xanax, then he stops breathing. Wow. I was. I've talked about this on the show before. So I was a cocaine addict, fairly heavily. Um, I snorted a house, <laughs> and I wound up going to re. This is. It will be twenty one years in October that I was there but I recall because I were it was I was at St. John's Hospital in Santa Monica oh it's a good program yeah it was very it was not glamorous at all I'm no, not even no. sure it's there did you meet Colleen Land when you were there I think I did actually yes, yeah excellent place. yeah she's excellent yeah. I, I remember her well actually uh-huh. but what I recall more than any what, so it was also one of those things as an ad, person with that an addict's mind you know I still smoke and um, I fortunately like Anything I like a lot, mm. I get addicted to. Mm-hmm. So I can, I, if I have two drinks, I'm, I tend to be like, I, I get sick and I can't, I don't like to ever be drunk. Mm-hmm. But when I, but I would just do all the coke. Well, do you have an addictive personality or was it just it's cocaine? biology? And there's, there's many different personalities mm-hmm. with addiction. But, but Ashkenazi Jews have a, of a, a subset of the biology of addiction. It's, it's the one time you see addiction without alcoholism. That's what I had. Yeah. I didn't even, when I was doing blow, and I was do I had a um, I was doing five grams a day. Mm-hmm. While, while You're just lucky you didn't start smoking it because then it's over. That, yeah, no, that, that no, changes I know. your brain. In ways I know. That's, yeah, I, I, so and smoking it is that is that crack? crack? crack. Okay, yeah. that's or then it would have been free base. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, crack was around. Was around I mean, I, at one point I couldn't get coke, and I thought, oh, should I find crack? Mm. And I, I didn't. But you didn't I, know that? Oh, because you don't know how to cook. 
Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't yeah know. you I, couldn't turn it into. <laughs> yeah. If Jenny were had been around, man, you would. She'd cook it for you. Yeah, yeah. Worry. But she got I, um, But I remember being my my first night in rehab, and I, when I got when I was off it, I had been working on the show. Just shoot me at the time, and I was like, I was I wrote a script. I have no recollection of. <laughs> By the way, it's excellent. And um, uh, I'm not laughing. I just know this story. Yeah. It makes <laughs> but I, so I kind of got caught. I couldn't hide the money. I couldn't do this. I had two infant daughters. Oh my gosh. So they were five months old when I went into rehab. And that Mm. was why I was sort of also eager to get caught. Sure. But I was there. I'd already been off it for four days. And I thought, I have, this is just my penance. I don't even belong here. Yeah, I'm I, I had done so much cocaine that I burnt a hole in the roof of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I have no septum. But I still didn't... It took me a week there to know. My first week there, next to me was a sweet woman, and she was addicted to Xanax. And she was coming off. And I heard people... Cocaine is much more of a psychological detox. Than it, like, it's kind of miserable, but it's not. It's you're not seizing. You're not seizing. Yeah. This woman at night in yeah. the next hospital room over from me yeah. was screaming like she was being stabbed. Yeah. I've never heard anything like that. Yeah, unfortunately, wow. you don't. They, yeah, when was this? What year? This is so um, thirty-four, sixty-four. So it was ninety. Wait, I, I was thirty. No, I was yeah, I was thirty-four. So nineteen ninety seven or ninety. Yeah, they they didn't really know how to do the de- treat the detox from Xanax yet. Yeah, yeah they didn't. A lot and of it was, didn't. I, I was like, oh, well, that's where it causes seizures. Yeah, yeah, we we got so we could we got pretty good at it. So oh, you did. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. Yeah, but it's horrible. If untru- unproperly uh, and not properly treated, it is horrific. It was. They climb. They'll literally climb the walls. Yeah. No, I thought this woman, but she eventually. But it is. It's like it's a hard. It was a hard disease. I mean. I, my class there was probably seven, over the course of my 27 days that I was there, I probably saw like 11 people come through and, you know, two of them died right away afterwards and three more died years later, Mm -hmm. just going back. It's Mm -hmm. just like, it's. It's serious shit. It's serious shit. Well, do you think that with Xanax and with like prescription, because people can trick themselves into believing a doctor told me. Oh had, yeah, well that's the, that's why we have this huge opioid epidemic. Yeah, all, they pushed, because, yeah, yeah, because ninety percent of the opiates prescribed on Earth were prescribed on this country. But but how many? But, and it's because how many people can go in and say, "I feel nervous in crowds." Yeah. Well, fucking everybody feels yeah, nervous, yeah. you know. Yeah. But but it's oh, I get panicked. I but, get. But because we use so much of this stuff, we actually brought out addiction in people in whom this would never have emerged yeah. in their lifetime in all likelihood. And there were people who were pushing it. I mean, I know you're saying like people it, it, are it's nervous. It's not people. It's the state medical society. Well, yeah, it's, Joint it's, Commission it's, of Hospital Accreditation. Pain became the fifth vital sign. People like me who was I was screaming bloody murder about it was told I would they were they're going to prosecute me criminally for making people suffer. I mean, wow. I was screaming about this for years. Yeah. And I was told I was an outlier and I needed to be taken care of. Wow. And so this was going on for years and years and years. 15 years I was screaming. Wow. There's this footage of me on Larry King 10 years ago going, look, I, Heath Ledger is a drug addict. Let's make no mistake about yeah. it. He didn't mean to be. Yeah. So yeah. The doctors did this to him. 
I see this every day. This is a tsunami coming our way. I am telling you. That was, what, 12 years ago? Uh, that was, yeah. yeah. It was a, it'll be 11. Going, Please listen to me. It'll wow. be 12 years on Tuesday because yeah. when the day he died was the day my nephew was born. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I remember my sister had just had my, she's in the hospital bed tweaking out, coming down from her C-section. And, and she's like, well, tell me something else. Tell me something else. I was like, Heath Ledger. Oh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, tell me something different. I'm like, sorry. But do you think that people, when you were saying that people that otherwise wouldn't have become yeah you know we're seeing a, it, a new class of addiction is yeah. it because when people go to their doctor and if do you think it's do you think the the patients that people are asking for like to give me something because i have anxiety or, or whatever or, or do you think that they barely mention it and somebody just starts writing a prescription it, it, back then it was barely mentioned it I mean, that was in the is it is it the same that you would say with like adderall like Adderall is a mess right now, total mess. But it's it, it it has been, and Same so it's thing. like there's no they, they, diagnosis, that, there's no like blood test. No, to go. I know that's the drug that's taken out my patients now, right and left. Philip Seymour Hoffman is dead because of Adderall. I'm convinced of it. Yeah. There was Adderall bottle at his bedside, and I guarantee you, he went to the doctor, said, I'm, "I got a concentrate, I got a big job coming up. Here, take this Adderall. It's perfectly harmless." Not understanding what that does to drug addicts, and then goes right with it's just the clock ticks before he goes back to heroin. Wow. That's... It's a very dangerous story. I remember, like, this is probably a horrible story to tell, but I I remember my stepkids, like, when they were little, my... uh, They took Adderall. Well, for kids, it is different. It is different. An adolescent and a child's brain is very, very, very different. I I can't argue with it so much in those age groups. It's the adult. That's what I've heard. But it it was seeing that I felt like my stepdaughter definitely had it because we were gone for spring break for a week and forgot it oh yeah, you, yeah. and wow i was like okay now yeah wow i mean she uh, gonna go to the bathroom we were, went bowling at a bowling i mean she got sidetracked just like immediate like it was really bizarre but i didn't really know that my stepson had it i don't know if it was just like yeah maybe. no i mean so but one day i was like you know this is so insane that just this you know I took one of the pills because I wanted to see what it would do to me. And I don't have ADD or ADHD or anything. And I actually kind of like, like I I felt worked. I was like, like I was mad about nothing. Like I felt like pissed about shit. And and I'm like, I'm the most laid back person. I don't raise my voice. I don't. And I just felt like, <laughs> shit. Like I was, I'm like okay. I don't. This is. I, I took one, a kid's, uh, you know, and and that's what it did to me. So I'm like, uh, well, this is a real serious, <laughs> you know. Like you, you better have this shit if it, you're taking it's it. Dextroamphetamine. It's but meth. if you're, but if you're right, it's it's not, it's not methamphetamine. It's dextroamphetamine. How, it is amphetamine. But if you don't, if you don't have it, like I didn't. And you're being prescribed it. I know, I know. It, that, hey, listen, that kids, one day it's, it's being abused like, all over the place. It's being abused. It's like insane. Crazy. Like, yeah, I thought that was my one of one of my daughters is on the spectrum and also suffered from ADHD, and just dialing in that right mm-hmm. was interesting. But I remember I took, I like you, yeah, so I, I, I foolishly tried a, a, a Vyvanse, and that was oh, that's a big one. Oh boy, <laughs> that's more powerful. And, and, and I, he was like taking a Dextra, <laughs> one of those like I, diet pills or some shit. I, <laughs> Like, I don't want to eat, but I do want to pressure wash the house. No, I didn't feel yeah. motivated. I, I, I felt motivated to sweat. Oh. That's what I was just like. Oh, this is like it, it is treacherous for you having been a. No, I know. Though, yeah. I just my wife. I, I confessed this to my wife. Yeah. She's like, and then she's we, the doctor. I, I had a long talking to from my doctor about having yeah. done it because yeah. it was like, <laughs> no, this is death for you oh, yeah, if not, you do good. this. Good. Like, okay, good, good, good. Okay, no, not gonna do it. 
Excellent. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. But yeah. you, but okay. So you, as uh, now, were you ever a drug person? No, I, I, I don't. I, 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 it's one of the reasons I know was so clear when I first started working in addiction how different the biology of my patients were. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I smoke pot in college. I'm like, mm, maybe giggle a little bit, whatever. I, kind of, I would get panic attacks. I'd be uncomfortable. Me too. My, and my patients would. Love, love, love it! Oh my God, it's the most wonderful. I'm like, oh, that's different. That's yeah. a different biology. You're having, yeah. you're having a different experience. Yeah. And, and cocaine, messing around with that a little bit, and not. It, I just don't seem to be an addict. I'm, I was super lightweight with alcohol. Yeah. I get sick very I easily. I was sort of. It's like it's weird. I've determined with depressants, I'm fine. Like alcohol, I I don't like a lot. Mm. Is weed a depressant? Or yeah, it's, it's kind of a little special category. But yeah, okay. Well, it's, well it's now you can. Now it's so specific. If you want your sativa, yeah, right. If you want your, <laughs> I mean, out here you're like somebody can give you. No, but it just it always it just makes me paranoid, and I can't I, find words. That's I where like, I'm at too. I don't. I, I just don't like it. But up. But I was all. I don't like opiates either. Painkillers. I don't. I, I, no, I don't I like hate them. Like yeah. I had with all this dental surgery, I yeah. was prescribed. Like I was, it was a lot, and I they gave me Vicodin, yeah. and I took it one. I took one. I felt nauseous, and I just said, Fuck, "I'm just going to pound it." Um, yeah. um, yeah. Advil. But again, you, ha- you know, if you're going to be an opiate addict, you at least have to have a very powerfully positive reinforcing experience. Right? Yeah, yeah. Which well, I do not. I have the opposite. Me too. Well, Vicodin. You and I actually had the same dental thing. We both had this yeah. deep. It was like not yeah, getting I, your teeth clean, but it was, no, a, it was deep a deep gum. What the hell? Cleanse. Why? Yeah, you guys aren't doing the right no, it's gum treatments like, every I, day. I always had like, mm. you know, like gums that would be, you know, just like, there's, it was just bad luck. That was okay. basically what it was. So, but if you go and have this done, you never have to have it done twice. Yeah. No. And they, the my, my dentist was like, we'll just do like one side and then come yeah. back into the other. And I'm like, just do it all. And he's like, no, no, no. It's just, you need to. Because you're, you're, t- it's going to be sore. You'll have to you chew, chew on, on one side. Yeah. And I said, okay. And I had never taken Vicodin before. And he's like, well, when you leave and you get home, I've, you know, called a prescription in for you and take it, right? Because before take, the take it before the pain, ahead of the pain, you know, settles in. And I, ahead of the pain thing, that's part of that old I know it is. bullshit. Yeah. That's why I've, <laughs> yeah. I, so I'm like, uh, but I really didn't want to take it because that just having heard people talk about. They like, also know. said that pain. This is literally the. This was the position of the American Society of, of Pain Management, pain medicine, that if you're having pain, the pain absorbs the euphoria of the drug, and therefore you have no addictive potential with it. No. Yes. Who that was their, that? That was the that was their official position. position? That, that came yeah. from Dr. Phil. Yeah. <laughs> no, it came from Dr. Portnoy. Was oh, this guy that really started Portnoy. the whole thing. Well, I have a complaint for him. That's but, but, a literary reference for but, our viewer, for our um, listeners. Portnoy's complaint. Yeah. Portnoy's complaint. If you were around in the 60s. R.I.P. R.I.P. Philip Roth. I was around in my dad's ball sack. Um, <laughs> but, but when I took the, I took the Vicodin, like they, but the guy, I remember, like I had a, pers- I don't know, I had 20 of them or something. And it was like every six hours in, and I took them, I think for the, Maybe day and a half, but I didn't feel anything other. I didn't feel the you know like the pain, but I didn't feel a euphoria that people were no. like, "Oh, Viking, yeah. oh shit!" You know, like yeah, they'll say for the lucky first time you. I felt okay. And I felt no, no, I didn't no. feel. Any, I felt I, vertigo. Yeah. I literally I felt, felt tired, nothing. and I wanted to throw up. I actually just felt normal because I didn't feel the pain. But I didn't feel no. Anytime different. I tried anything, it's like, oh, thank God, because there'd just be another thing I miss. You know, so it'd just be like, I. It's like, thank 
God, I don't love that stuff. Ugh. Because yeah, if you ever have if you're listeners, if you have an experience where you love something, be yeah. careful. Yeah, that's where you got to be careful. Yeah, that's yeah. that special biology. Ugh, that's if the you worst. love it, stay away from it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's nope. I hear you. I hear you. Child molesters. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, that's I we re uh, I rewatched today that that Louis monologue where he has that joke about yeah, child yeah. molesters. Yeah. Yeah. And and I was like, I think that was pretty awful. And then I heard, I was like, yes, it was awful. But it was awful the way he always makes awful jokes. It wasn't unusually awful. Right, right. I, you know, it was just like I, par for the course. Yes, yeah, par for the yeah, course. Yeah. I kind of agree. I think like, on, so my thing on Louis, you have to sort of take it, it's a context thing. My thing, he, he I had a long talk with my daughter about this because I was like, look, he says things that no, I, things aren't even I can't think. My brain don't think yeah. these things. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks them. And then he makes me question about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. that's really important. Yeah. And I, I miss that. I miss him doing that. And I and she goes, well, we used to grant him that privilege. And now we know he's a blah, blah, blah. Now we yeah. can't, he can't do that. I go, I go well, what, how does he regain that privilege? How do we get him back? I, I, I've talked and, about this a lot because yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, obviously, I, I obviously think he's, you know, I, I, you know, was you know you'd have to put him in the pantheon of the greatest of all time in terms of what he could do at, what is a stand up i mean i do stand up like i wa- i mean he's one of the best but absolutely the, one the, of the best i just liked the way the way he would th- the, the thinking Me too. Just the, the no, stuff he would... my my favorite thing is like observational humor yeah. and the way that people that's that's my no style it's your of jam. And, and yeah so when I, everything he would do or say i mean i would I was just like just telling my mom the other day when he talked about that he was on the first flight that was going to have Wi-Fi. No, I remember that. You know, was, and yeah. then it was like thirty minutes in. They're like, "Sorry," and the guy next to him goes, "This is fucking bullshit." <laughs> it's like and you're sitting upset. in a chair in the sky. You know, like yeah. you yeah, never even knew what this was like flight. to begin with. You fucking. But it was so funny to me because that yeah. is totally how people yeah, behave. It's exactly. like you give somebody just a a fucking speck of something, and and they. You know, that was but, but he's about, the best at that, pointing that. That shit was out. his pedophile thing, which he said. Yeah. He goes, these people. It, it's a horrific thing. It's a horrific impulse. It has this horrible effect on your victim. You're going to be you going yeah. to prison for life. You're going to be mistreated. The, you're going to live the worst possible life imaginable. And you still do it. Yeah. It must be really good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> John Mulaney. He had that that kid gorgeous oh yeah special yeah, yeah. Mulaney had yeah. he and he talked about the guy that came to their school and it was like detective jj such and such he uh-huh. goes who was a i'm a child homicide investigator <laughs> oh my God. and he's got blood still on his boots oh, and shit you know oh and he goes and he goes and this was the first time at seven we realized some adults find us incredibly attractive <laughs> <laughs> that's oh. all but we had captain Barr, gruff the crime oh. dog that did that shit but, but to, to answer your question about like what louie can do because i've thought about this is mm. and he'll, he'll never do it because i think he's too much of a narcissist to mm. do it mm-hmm. um if i may i my dad was one so i yeah. I'm, and I work in show business, so as you they're know, around, I, they're around. They're around. I yeah. loved your whole bit on Howard Stern with Robin. Oh my god, uh, it was I, it was brilliant. But he, all he would have to do is make himself the object of the joke. If he would punch himself mm. for a while mm. and yeah. come out and say, "It's twisted. I did this to people." Mm-hmm. And and he could find a way to make that funny, mm-hmm. and he if could he find could, a if way. He could cite like one of the like yeah, yeah maybe like uh, you know contact one of these people that that their shit was you know 
ru- just, like what it did to them because because these poor like supposedly that happens i'm hearing things that that but that was so not much, welcomed let's say well yeah. I, I could also imagine yeah. that sometimes yeah. you know hey but i but, but, I, but i'm with you if he, if he I don't just think it, pointed I, it out i don't think it's too much to ask because i always thought this about him and i think it less now that he was somebody who could really come back oh. because he's smart enough and funny enough and if he really has any remorse about it apart not the remorse of like having been caught and having been vilified but having genuine self-reflective remorse that like hey i people who were like looking up to me and reaching out a hand for like advice and i preyed on that and took advantage of it like if he could find some way to do that or or, or that that's one way i thought or the other way is to get into intensive treatment of some type and see if there's some yeah. um, f- insight or something that he can share or something. Yeah. You know. But would that be sex addiction? I, I, I don't, you know, I'm not close enough to know for sure. I, I thought that's what it might be or it might be. But you do know, you ex- believe that's a real thing? Oh, yeah. When, when, when it's a real thing, trust me, it's a real thing. But isn't it weird that it's people. a real thing when people get caught? It's that's like saying drug addiction is not a real thing until you get a DUI or until you have to go into it's prison. It's exactly the same, actually. I yeah. imagine because yeah. like you don't have a drug addiction problem until you're caught. Or, yeah, I mean that's the same thing with drugs. Enough, same but thing I guess drugs. nobody dies of a sex, you know. Uh, well, but sex addicts, their genitalia are bleeding and stuff, and and they, it's a me- it's a fucking mess. <laughs> really? They, they re- I mean, it's bad. And they all say the same thing. I just want to have a relationship, but they don't know how. They so, all they but they're like, "Here's my bloody genitalia." Nobody wants pulse it. Yeah. and Peyronie's disease, all kinds of horrible stuff. Oh they get, wow! You know, wow. They, they get curvatures and they just just. Oh, men or women or both? Both. I've seen both. I mean, I you know one of my great successes was Jenny Ketchum, who was Penny Flame as a porn star. We treated her on sex addiction, and turned out she had some other drug addictions as well, which is often the case. The case yeah. And now she's a medical social worker up in, in Washington. That's amazing. Wow. An amazing person. Amazing. Yeah, totally new person. Yeah, thanks. So. Wow. That's yeah, no, it's 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 really an interesting thing, addiction. You know, I was I lived completely clean through high school. I was like a straight A student. I was this. I was very like virgin no one, for the no, longest. No one in my family drank or did drug. I didn't. I, I got burgeoning I, disaster. Yeah, pent up. <laughs> I know. I got to college and it was like. And I always say like the very first time I tried coke, I was addicted. Oh yeah. Like I I I, I didn't know it at the time, but I was. Holy shit! It was like uh, this is great. We need to get more. Yeah. And I was, and I've talked to my friends who I was like in college with after I got out of rehab for it, and they said, "Yeah, you were like a dog with a bone mm-hmm. went, as far as cocaine went. Like if we, I remember like if there was like a chance to get cocaine, you would try and be all casual about it and be like, um, you know, hey, should we call that guy again <laughs> or things like that? <laughs> I was, I was that guy, and I." I no idea about it but i guess in the back of my mind i thought when i have money and a connection well remember you got to remember something in the 80s cocaine was non-addictive oh i do you do. remember this yes i did non-addictive recreational drug with no addictive potential rich yeah. people use it yeah. they don't ever get addicted no, it's glamorous I yeah know. i just was... watched studio 54 documentary I, 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 it's in my queue i want to see I just what, did they talk night. about this oh my god yeah. well they talked about like basically everything we've talked about aids and yeah. <laughs> uh, drug addiction yeah yeah it, it's a, it's a great because the Ian guy actually gets a chance to talk, which it was always Steve Rebell. 
in like any documentary about Studio Fifty Four. Yes, always Steve Rebell. Well, now <laughs> Ian Schrager, like he actually was he the partner in the he thing? was yeah. the other yeah. one who never you know he why did why has he been so silent? He's just not, he he's like he was the one in the office the whole time uh, while Steve was out. Uh, you know he was the face of it, and he was more of like that, of, he didn't like that sort of thing. Uh, he's like I had a girlfriend, and I just did you know he did his Steve thing. was one of the, he was one of the first and only gay men to ever hit on me when I was young. Mm. Gay men mm. usually find me. And you were finally like, thank yes. you. I was like, finally. I will say at least Studio 54 from what I saw. I'm like, that was probably the, that was the most like open-minded. Every You're black, you're gay, you're whatever. They didn't, everyone was welcome. Everyone was treated equally. Yeah. But. Except the people behind the velvet rope. Exactly. <laughs> Big, right. The unattractive people. I was too, I, it was over by the time I. I, I went there once. Oh yeah, did oh, you? Yeah. Got, got in. You had to, you had to get yeah. in. I didn't know? realize it was only 33 months. Oh, is that right? That was it. it was well, I was there months. probably towards the end. I was there in '81, something yeah. like that. Does that make sense? Yes. And uh, it was a nice club. It was fun. There's people, a lot of white kids. I wouldn't say I, I didn't think of it as a. Maybe it was like during the a lot of gay, it, it, gay, it, it, but but I, I'm not, I don't think of it as a multicultural oh, experience. Yeah. It was more of well, a, that's what the late '70s thing. Yeah, yeah, when, yeah, it was like that was like when Grace Jones was going. Yeah, like yeah. His. We have the same birthday, not year, but yeah. No, I know we get it. You're young. <laughs> It's kind of obnoxious. Well, while we're talking about genitals. Okay. Okay. So we talked about. Put your vagina away. Uh, prostate cancer. Yes. So that's something. Do you have it or yes, you had it? I had it. Well, you who knows? It. I mean, I had a prostatectomy. But you know, like. I don't have a prostate and I don't have prostate cancer. Okay. Oh, you had your prostate removed. Robotic. Yes. The fancy. Yes. The Da Vinci. That's from Why prostate. do you know about that? Because my dad had a prostate cancer, oh, right, right, and I right, serve right, on the board right. of directors for prostate cancer. Oh yeah, of course. Oh my god, I completely from gel done all that. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Oh yes, and your, Danny, your dad died of prostate yes, cancer. Yes, he did. Oh. He did. I mean, I get I get checked a crazy amount, and Me also too. my sister had too. cancer. Uh, yeah, um, my younger there's sister. A, there's a website called Color dot com. You can apply to the spit test. And they screen for the 30 more common cancer risk factors, really? like BRCA, but there's like 28 others. And Oshkenazi Jews have a lot of attorneys. Yeah, no, I have, I, the I BRCA gene has found its really? way into my family. Okay, so. I have something called Lynch. I have MSH6, Lynch syndrome, so I have to get colonoscopies every year. I get them a lot Yeah, because my sister had colon cancer. You, you probably have the Lynch gene, I bet uh, you. What's, can you say the name again? Lynch. No, the, Oh, uh, color. See, just like the color green, color.com. And it's, oh. it's 200 bucks. This would have been $10,000, three, four, No, I know. Years. Wow. And it's, it's 200 bucks, and you're screened. And the insurances then pay for all the extra screening. Oh, I'm okay. doing it. Yeah. I'm doing wow. it. I'm doing it. Um, yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they're like, why are you getting the colonoscopy so often? It's like, hey, I'm a lynch. Oh, go, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, because I just love it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just a good it. feeling. You wake up and you're like, something happened. <laughs> it's like getting roofied. Yeah. You know, no, you son, felt so like something happened. This group will what. test your first degree relatives for 50 bucks if you're positive. So we tested my kids because I was positive. Oh, wow. Two of my, son, my sons have it. So yeah. they had to start screening at twenty five. Yeah, wow. I'm worried about my I'm worried about my daughters just mm-hmm. because I I know my it, it's in my family mm-hmm. the bracket get get, get one get get the it, testing yeah tested uh, I mean I just want to talk about it because what but what prostate organizations cancer. like do you work with I like, work with how P- people can prostate cancer foundation PCF.org. check it out there okay. they've got all I mean they have enormous resources for patients but the more important thing about prostate cancer foundation it's Michael Milken's thing Remember yeah yeah. Got, is they fund, they just hand over money to to high-quality high creative researchers and just go, dip, think it's do work. We, we are, They always have to apply for it. We review it and we select these people carefully. But some of the most 
it's the it's the most creative funding of research I've ever seen. Where wow. they they just you know usually you're having to give reports back to the funder all the time and yeah. just, they're just like do go go do the best. and they come up with these researchers come up with things are moving fast in prostate cancer and, very fast and I I think that. You know, prostate cancer, when it, you know, like I always say, hey, I've, I don't have a prostate, but I've never been affected more mm-hmm. by prostate by cancer. cancer. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think that for men, because it's, you know, the NFL, I remember Blue Cure found it. We wanted to see if, like, we could get teams to wear well, light blue. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, they're not wear blue because too many NFL guys beat their girlfriends and wives. Oh. And, you know, they got to wear pink. <laughs> they, oh. they don't need oh. to be more pro, you know, like. And I feel like prostate cancer is so swept under. The, it, it is. It was. It was a very. It was a very non-glamorous cancer, even in medicine. There was very little to be done about it. You but either it's not, yeah. either it was progressive or it wasn't, and we really didn't understand it that well. And really, it was Milken's organization that really made it a very a very important. Well, and it, a lot of the advances in prostate cancer have gone over to ovary and breast. Yeah. So a lot of the stuff, the, the treatments cross over, particularly oh, the immunotherapy. Yeah. And that's something that yeah, I mean, I definitely have heard about that. But I always, I always try my best to promote it. Because I think, at least as a as a woman, I can promote something that isn't really being promoted. You know, like, no, I know the men don't want the men want to stick their head in their sand in the sand. They don't. Yeah. They don't well, want I somebody think, checking their prostate. They don't want no. a PSA. Well, Once they have it, they want to. But deny I it. know I catch shit from people that'll go like, "Oh, what about breast cancer?" I'm like, "Yeah, grandma's die of that too." Like, <laughs> but yeah. let's you know. It, I breast cancer it, is very, very common, but prostate cancer is very common too. No, if you it's live long enough, common, as a, but I always try stat, to promote like getting to, checked. You know, like, what Drew is about to say. Yeah, if you like, live long enough, you will get prostate cancer. That's exactly, the thing. Period. I, I, that's yeah. that's the that's uh, the, the crazy yeah. thing. So maybe not our funniest podcast ever. <laughs> let's but do something funny. Okay, let's, we got let's, funny up front. We, but I think it's important to end on this. Get well, checked could, for these things. Could you? Check, check Dr. Drew. Danny. I could. And Guy's pro- I could. prostates. Okay, so Guy. Wait, because wait, you wait. don't have one to check. Wait, I, I could. I will not. Okay. But I could. I okay. have like I have like $24. Do you have like a glove? It's a lubricant? I have, We're all friends here. I have some here. saran wrap. We're for... all friends here, and you have some Quaker State. I Let's just. Zero sixty, zero forty. It's like 50. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have some canola oil, if that works for y'all. Guy's shaking his head now, which okay. is typical but yet guy. his pants are down. <laughs> I don't want to end this podcast. I want to keep going. It's too soon. I know. Too, oh, is it time well, to end it already? No. He's, oh, he's we have behaved. 10 minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. oh I didn't know. Minutes. I was ending. Why are you yeah. trying to wrap it up? Where do you got to go? I got things Stick to do. your finger. Do you have to go pee? No, I got a script. All this talk about I have shit. a script, right? That's all. Oh, let's talk about prostate. No, I love talk about shit. How's yep. your work going? My work is going well. No, no more. No, no more. Oh, no more. Pussies. I know. My work is going well. I'm I, uh, we uh, Modern Family will be coming back for a season eleven. It's it just started, right? No, this is season ten. Oh my We're god! In season ten. Oh my god! I've never had a job my whole career longer than two years, and so this has been kind oh of amazing. Oh my gosh! How nice. What a you're, what a how much of a blessing is that cast? Holy and, cow! Yeah. They're the best. Yeah. They're the best. Have you interacted with them at all? Uh, Julie, I knew, I, I remember, I, uh, right when the thing started, that's then she, oh. just, then she was, I mean, imper- she used to give me shit. She, I'm an important person. I can't talk to you. Anymore. <laughs> and then she stopped talking to me. Oh, shit. <laughs> and, so, and, and, um, <laughs> and who else did I know in your cast? Stone street. I got oh yeah. 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 He's he, great. He makes the rounds. Yeah. 
He's terrific. He, he, he's he's a guy. Is there anything uh, we can be looking forward to in Doctor Drew world? Um, no, I'm not sure. I'm just sort of out there trying to find a home and looking for things to do. I'm I'm in the sort of cre- creation phase. Oh, you are, yeah. yeah trying but to you're, figure something out. You're just never not there. I like to do. I like to work. I like yeah. To do no, stuff. like I, I feel you're, very you make the route. You're always. You can always be found. I hope so. And right now, it's a lot of work on my website. So go to drdrew.com. I'm doing a lot of different kind of podcasts and content. There. You're oh, a good okay. self-promoter. Uh, I don't really like to promote. I don't. But I like to do there. things. You do I like to do stuff. But doing stuff is, yes, is a essentially kind of promoting, self-promoting yeah. in a way. I guess that's true. And you have the... Yeah. And uh, well, where, where, so where, where are the places people can listen to you regularly? Uh, KBC 790 AM in Los Angeles. We're also in KGO 810 in San Francisco. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all on my website. Everything there. Oh, all the stuff go to I, drdrew.com. Yeah. Drdrew.com. Everything's there. I, but I put an opium, opiate history series together, like a 14-chapter thing about how the opium addiction, the, oh, the waves of opium addiction through history and what we've done wrong and how we're making the same mistakes again. Uh, and then I did a podcast. Then we have an audio version of it where we interview some of the key either – Scholars or doctors or historians that, wow. that know these topics. Is yeah. this is this is this on the website? Yeah, now? it's on the website now. Oh, I'm, oh well, the audio is not up yet. Just the uh, the written parts up now. Oh, I'm 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 looking forward. Check to it that. out. She has a question. question. Okay, so how long? So when you when you graduated from medical school? Yeah, and so you were already like doing. I was doing once a week radio at that point. How you you just do full time like you don't how much medical then well then i was i was a severe workaholic back then i I was doing like three careers at once i mean i would i would get up at five in the morning i would do critical care rounds i would do hospital rounds then i'd see like 30 outpatients and then i would go to the psychiatric hospital and start that job where i do medical consults and medical clearances and detoxes that was insane i did that for like 15 years and uh, and that medical job at the psych hospital so bled into the addiction, running the addiction services. I ended up running the whole addiction program at the facility. I did that for 20 years. I backed down my medical stuff. I stopped doing the inpatient work so much. And now all I really do is outpatient medicine, straight medicine, a lot of octogenarians and septuagenarians, that kind of thing. And I do what's called sort of liaison and assessment of liaison services because people are always after me to help them with addicts and alcoholics. I'm sure. So, so like one-on-one? On one. Sort of more referral stuff, like assessment and referral. Okay, so, so you're, because you're not doing like so celebrity I'm, rehab, obviously. You're not work. Are you working at a hospital right uh, now? No. Not right now, I'm, I'm not, I haven't worked in I haven't run a program in about five years, but more than that now. Do you like doing this better? Or do you? You know, when when I was in 2011, I was doing. We did a, a a season of celebrity rehab. I did. The, I was doing that HLN show every night. I had a daytime talk show on CW called Life Changers, and I was like, uh oh, <laughs> I had to really look in the mirror. And go, oh wow, you are officially doing television. I was always very resistant. I was like, no, 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 leave me alone. Do medicine. Leave me. Alone. I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'll do some TV, but leave me alone. And I was like. Okay, officially now, you're doing television, dude, and, and you got to back down the medicine and be. It's okay. You can. It's your second career. You're helping. <laughs> you're helping. It's you focus on. I really thought. Okay, I'm going to focus on this now. Now yeah. I'm going to focus on this. I'm going to do a little bit less medicine, a lot less medicine, and just focus on seeing if I can make a difference through these mediums. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And. W- what your wife through all this when did like y'all meet like is she in the she, she we met through radio industry? actually i met through radio radio in 84 uh-huh. got married in like 91 okay uh and the kids in 92 and then 
Well, the really <laughs> more interesting question is, how did she survive those workaholism years? What, what, was, what was she up to? <laughs> but, but was she, is she in the same field as? No, you no, like, she was. She's. She's actually. She was a travel agent. She was mom. I mean, we had. She, yeah, we yeah, we yeah. needed somebody in the home. And it is and, weird because one of your kids is black, and that's never been really explained. Uh, did you? Ha- <laughs> what? We got the family Christmas I card. Thought, I, you're right. I didn't have. I some, thought it was a recessive gene. I thought I was Sephardic. <laughs> You're right. It said Ashkenazi at the 23 and Me thing. I know. So crazy. Um, oh, that's awesome. That really is. That really is. Um, oh, I had one other question. I've lost it. Oh. Well, who do you it. like better? You know, I, we'll talk later. Yeah, okay. Thank okay. you. Wow. Say Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. Otherwise, I'll never You're in my home. I welcomed you. I know. It's it's lovely home. Lo- where's the dog. doggy? I, I miss him. He's, he's literally underneath your butt. I like know. he pancaked you know, under the couch. During this like a, little, a half hour later, he's calmer. The well, dog? I had him come like... From give him his some CBD. Yeah, some CBD. <laughs> I did give that to Birdie, my old basset hound, who was fourteen. We give 14. it to our dog. Oh, when she well, before she she had terrible arthritis. Oh, help! Uh, yeah, because yeah. I was like she was taking something for it, and it was you know I, the last four months of her There's life. There's something about that CBD. We're we're gonna figure out what what it is and how to use it soon. I think, but, but she, but it's not know, for everybody. My, my wife, I've tried it. My wife tried it. My wife got. I disrupted my sleep, so I didn't like that. Yeah, she had disrupted sleep and then got panic attacks the next day. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, no, so it's that, not for everybody. Is it like an anti-inflammatory? That's one of the features. I've used the the oil you put on. There's like a lotion. Yeah, you put wow. on. didn't do much for me, but it. it, it Everyone swears by some of that yeah, oil lotion I, listen, stuff. Listen, I'm sure it works for some people. I'm sure of it because the, the the reports are too too sustained and too um, powerful. Like I like uh, Julian Barbary, I gave it to her for. <laughs> For the chemo stuff, she's yeah, got yeah. chemo, and it's helped her a lot. Really? So yeah, yeah. Well, it's, look, I mean, weed has definitely helped kick my anorexia, so I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. It's been a big turnaround. You really can tell, though. You really, really can tell that you've turned around. You really, really can tell. I'm a big success story. Well, do you have anything else? Me? I'm always able to answer questions. Whatever. I mean, I'm. What's going on in your guys' life? Jenny, how's your life going? Uh, my life's going good. Really? Just stand yeah. up and writing. It's fun. What are you writing for? Living the dream. Writing some pilots right now that nice. sold, working on nice little project She's that I can't talk stuff about going right on. Now. Oh, man. <laughs> but well, hopefully something happens. I want to do a cameo. Well, I can't. I you know, you never want to say anything until it's like, the cameras nothing are literally rolling. In. I, I, I I can't even say pen to paper. I would actually say until they're going. Okay, like something starting. I know what starting. you mean. I know what you mean. I never oh. because it all falls apart. No, I it's, it's amazing. It. Anything gets on TV. It's it amazing. Well, yeah. given it's it's it is. But they pay a lot for pilots. <laughs> it is so insane. I made the mistake. I've done doing this a long time. I did a pilot about a year ago, and I thought like it was like a lot of buzz. This is going to go. I, I I just believed every single thing about it. And, it was out. I was like, and I was so upset, not only that it didn't go, but that I was upset that yeah. I like let myself yeah. believe I was Charlie Brown with the football. Yeah. And, um, and it just, yeah. it's, it, you can't do that. If, if you're going no. up and down like that, you, you'll get, no, sick. I know. I know. This. So far, knock on wood, I've been really good about like not letting myself get attached. So it's like, I get, I can sell something. And then when it's time to go, okay. Of course, they're gonna say no. We're you just keep, <laughs> going, just keep putting other, I, other I, But I never let myself. I'm like, I have more ideas. I yeah. keep just, just keep, keep producing, other shit. creating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Keep doing my stand up, and that's it. Yeah, you know, you like it. I love. I mean, that's love, right. love, love doing that's stand up. That, that, we're we're th- we are so. I'm so grateful, and we're so blessed to be able to do these creative fields where we oh. go do things and yeah. interact with people. For me, I get to stay focused on making a difference and doing something good, but still. Yeah. 
and being creative at the same time and having all these interesting people I get to interact with. I mean, of it's course. A, oh, my it's, God. It's, 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 a, it's, it's an absolute dream. I mean, my, yeah. dad, my dad was successful but was not happy. Right. You know, in his job. And, and uh, no, I think it's, it's, it's great. I try and remind myself because it's funny. Like, no matter what your job is, you get sick of it at points. Right. And it, just, like, it, I think it like, inevitably is a job. Like, I remember yes. going to Saturday Night Live and, like, was behind the scenes and going, I'm like, holy shit, I'm here. And everyone else is like, we're fucking at work. And like, it, yeah, it's yeah. not as, like. Ultimate it's work right yeah, yeah. You, you're inevitably near someone else's job but it's no. still but it's still if you just take a moment and just think appreciate. of how great yeah appreciate how grateful you should be that you'd be it's, it's so different than so many other things no i know I, I i try to remember but i also you know i mean if my job was i was the guy brought into blowjob class to um to for people to train on and then all of a sudden you'd be, you'd be like, teaching oh, it. monday <laughs> i know eventually. i know but then you'd be teaching it by the end of the fucking <laughs> No. But like when I I was a TV sports producer and then a TV news producer and then I left that because I was like I just like it ran its course for me all of a sudden I'm like mm, this is I'd rather go try let me try comedy but like how great I, you could though right yeah I could because I had you know worked my ass off and like yeah, I, had, I, think, I was able to like I think one of the reasons people go south in these businesses if they haven't had a real job like that yeah you know? and I I'm just so grateful I did something for a long time where. I had a skill where I could really make a difference and I yeah. worked my ass off and I learned to really work hard and, and it was for other people and and now I'm doing something a little more creative. I've and only yeah, ever wanted to do what I'm doing right now. Wow. And I've never done... I've, I mean, I've had... Did this, did this start come to you in college? I... Did you, I mean, did you I know? I've told the story. I was five years old. I, 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 as much Ashkenazi Jew is in me, we were very uh, not a Jewishy family. Mm-hmm. Like we had a Christmas tree, a whole thing. Yeah. Where, where were you again? Jersey. Jersey. Yeah. And um, so v- enormously secular. We were. Yeah. We were anti-Semitic, if I'm being honest. Um, uh, but uh, I was five. I went up to the my the most Jewish thing about me was my mother's father was a bartender in the Catskills, mm. and which was the Borscht Belt. If oh, you oh, well, well I've, I've I've seen marvelous Mrs. Basil. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know that. <laughs> but I was in the, I was in his bar and I saw a comedian, a guy, this guy, his crazy name Van Harris. His real name probably was like Shlomo Moneylender, but he went by Van Harris, and he uh, was telling me jokes and then told me he was a comedian. I was like, what's that? It's like I get paid to make people laugh. And oh. I was like. It was like I never wanted to do. Yeah. Did you get up then? And do oh yeah, I did. He t- had me tell a joke. Up oh there. my god! And I just, but I was always, I always liked comedy. So I was. Do, like, do you watch Maisel that that show? I I I so remiss that I have not seen. It's that. it's that story. It's that world. Yeah, it's I that know. story. I know. It's I know. A, a woman, but it's that story. Yeah. yeah. I don't think women are funny, but uh, the other. <laughs> um, I'm teasing. I, it's I, true. I, I, I put that knife down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> But I no, I definitely it's definitely on my list of things to do because I, I know. But there's so many fucking shows now. It's great. it's hard to. I, I haven't seen Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I know I I would love it. I know, but I there's would. too many shows. There are too many shows. There, there's there's too many shows. There's a lot of shows. I feel bad for anybody who doesn't sell a show to Netflix. It's like what, what are they turning away? I actually tweeted away? the other day. I was like, "How the hell do I not have a Netflix special?" But Bill Hicks and Sam Kennison just got new ones. Right. <laughs> like, well, I mean, a, come on. Now. Again, back to the South Park guys. They, they, they had an episode where they were is a Netflix episode, and they're answering the phone. Netflix, you're greenlit. What's your oh, name? that's hysterical. <laughs> Netflix greenlight. What do you like? What, there what was one on that? Family Guy where it was like the opening of it. Peter's like in the living room. He's like, "Who is this person? Who is? Who, why does everyone get one?" And they're yeah. like, "You're actually doing a monologue right now." And a curtain comes up, <laughs> and there's an audience. <laughs> and he's like, oh, hey, everybody. I didn't realize. <laughs> uh, 
that's so the good. extent of it. I mean, that's why Netflix just up the price per month. Yes, yeah. they did. Because they got to pay all these people for like original program. I was like, over their skis a bit. Keep it going. Keep it going. I want to sell something. Yeah. Jenny, yeah. anything to promote before we... Um, yeah, uh, you can go to my website, Jenny Johnson High Five. I've got some dates in Portland. Jenny Johnson High Five dot com? Yeah. Do you ever do the Ice House? I have done the Ice House. If you you do it, let me know. I will definitely let you know. Um, I've got Portland Helium Club, Philadelphia coming up. Oh, cool. DC Improv and Boston. That's amazing. That'll all be, and then tomorrow night, but this won't come out. Yeah. But where are you going to be tomorrow night? Venice. Oh, cool. I'm headlining, apparently. Just yeah, congratulations. <laughs> I, I, I know just... somebody who's doing that. Who, somebody mentioned that you were going to be on that show. I can't remember who. But I, I, somebody big, I bet. Probably huge. Probably huge. Uh, big name. Big time name. Drew, anything you've not... Um, no, I'm good. Are you sure? Just go, go to, to drdrew.com. Go to the website. Don't yeah. be an asshole. I'm going to go on drdrew.com, and I'm going to read this history. Oh, history yeah. I go on it all the time. There's a lot of porn. That's what I've heard. <laughs> Wow. Um, I better check it like out. Porn, it's like Pornhub. If you put your search words in, you have <laughs> to be, you have to, you have to get like creative. Yeah. Like, I'm a, you know, it's like teen, like doctor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all doctor patient scenarios. <laughs> My fave. Um, well, you're Jewish. Keep the lights on. Yeah. You're Jewish. Of course, doctor patient. I love that. No. And I, I like the curious nurse. Um, but, uh, um, being honest, sometimes there's two of them. They tend to not Danny, dress would, to code. Would you like to promote your book again? Or do you want to promote? Something? I already promoted my I mean, book. Modern it, Family. Just go to hestartedit.com and buy a book. It's a perfect stocking stuffer for Inf- next year. Involve Danny Zucker on everything. I'm d- at Danny Zucker. Um, guy. I'm the guy DF, but I do want to know, Danny, from the beginning of the show, what percent Jew are you, according to 23andMe? You didn't say the percent. 98. Yeah. That is yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah, there's a you lot need of that. To leave. I don't feel good about it. You shouldn't, nor was, should you. I want my money back. I want to do like of I want to do ancestry. Just back. I want to recount. And you don't get Classic, when you get Ashkenazi. He wants his money back. When you get Ashkenazi Jew, you just get that. There's no like barely any region associated no, it's with it. No, just Ashkenazi Jew. <laughs> I have and, a menorah. Do you want me to bring it out? I don't yeah. know what you want me to do. I was very low in Neanderthal. Which I thought was interesting. Like I was, I was in the bottom group for a man as her suit as I am. Uh-huh. I was yes. thinking that I was going to be mostly Neanderthal. I find myself taken aback by that. Yeah. I would have totally thought you would have. You no, gatherer. You've seen, but you've seen my back. It's, I've seen it's it. A mess. Amazing. <laughs> it's it, it's it's it, a disaster. It's pre-industrial revolution uh, uh, rainforest. It's the before picture for yeah. so many things. Yeah. God. Well. Dr. Drew, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it. You're a delight. Oh, you pleasure. Are you have been. You, uh, you are. Your name's been easy to pronounce. For yes. <laughs> yes. Dr. Well, I make it that way. Thank Do God. you know his last name? Pinsky. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to check because you well, were trying then. to be funny. Why would you it? try and do that? Like, what if I did Because didn't? it was funny. Because I would have been so happy if you, you would have been like Dr. Drew. Such a dick. I know. Okay. Well, we talked about that. Well, thank you to our loyal <laughs> listeners. Hey, look. If you like the oh. podcast, yeah, my brother-in-law and my cousin and my our loyal listeners, those are two our listeners, Andy and Andy, our two yeah. listeners. So to those two people, no, please, if you like it, say something. And if you don't like it, put, leave a review on iTunes. It's yeah, not what's it going to kill you? Yeah, I mean, people so people comment on everything. Right? People are going apeshit over a Gillette ad right now. Yeah. The least you can do yeah. is talk. About um, uh, this podcast, doing it with Danny and Jenny. Definitely no, to- no toxic masculinity here. There's yeah. no toxic masculinity. And I think we've all determined that the cure to the opioid 
epidemic is a wall. Anyway, um, so. I, anyway, thank you so much. Guy, you're done talking? Did you want to say anything, Did, else? anything else? Did you have anything? No, I, I that was even, all you had? That, that was, was all he had. Question? He's so boring. Are you I'm, normally more loquacious? More no. He has, you know, I've seen him very... Guy, could lo- you spell loquacious? No. <laughs> How Jewy are you? I have to find out. I mean, I'm very Jewy. That's, I'm very curious now to what percentage. Am I 98? Am I 50? You're definitely not 50. Mm. No, you look like Nazi propaganda cartoons. <laughs> What you know? do you think? If you, <laughs> I think he's in the sixty to eighty percent. And yourself, fifty. Fifty. Fifty percenter. Yeah. You're fifty percent Jewish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, half of me is not right. <laughs> like half of you came over. Thank you, and good night. Sweet dreams. It's a